You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 40, and I am recording on January 8th, 2021. It feels so good to say 2021. Um, And I can't believe that this is the 40th episode of Books Are My People. I wanted to give a special welcome to anyone who is hopping over from seeing me in BookPage. I'm a huge fan of BookPage and happy to have you here. Well, 2021 has started off pretty dramatically, I'd say. I was hoping for a calmer world, but I guess that is not in the cards right now. Things are pretty grim here in Los Angeles in terms of COVID, so we as a family are laying very low and not seeing anyone. We're not even going to the supermarket. We had a mellow winter break home with my quarantine party of four. There was a lot of sleeping in and cooking and puzzling and playing with our animals and of course, reading. If you follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Calieris, you can see a photo shoot we did with all of our chickens and the dog and the duck. And I had them all pose in some hand knit scarves because when you're in a quarantine for 10 months, you maybe go a little crazy and knit scarves for your chickens. I read 185 books in 2020, and I think that number's so high, that's not normal for me, because of this year of staying home. I do not expect uh, regular years to be like this, but I'm eager to pass along my favorites to you. If you are a new listener, feel free to listen to past episodes and hear what books I've loved reading last year, and Always, if the spirit moves you, feel free to rate the show on iTunes or wherever you catch your pods. I wanted to thank one listener who recently wrote in their iTunes review. Want to have the experience of a fantastic book club without having to organize one? Try this podcast. I laugh about chicken news, learn publishing news, and literary history, and always come away with a new list of books I want to read. Aw, thank you so much. That was so nice to read. So now it is time for some bookish news. Lawrence Wright, the author of The End of October, which I talked about on the show in episode 26, has an article on the pandemic out last week in The New Yorker. The End of October was about a worldwide pandemic, and the main character is a virologist who tries to stop it. Anyhow, What I thought was so interesting was that Wright consulted with a real live virologist in order to come up with a plausible pandemic that readers would believe. And that scientist he consulted with is one of the scientists who worked on the current COVID vaccine. So I thought that was pretty cool. I have some book to adaptation news to share. Ocean Vuong's novel, On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous, is being made into a film. If you haven't yet read it, it's such a profoundly beautiful and moving book. Also, Lydia Millet's A Children's Bible is being turned into a limited series. I don't know where, I don't know when, but that is all I know. And Frances McDormand is producing and starring in the adaptation of Women Talking by Miriam Taves, which I also talked about on this show. And no surprise here, but The Flight Attendant has been renewed for a second season. And finally, in bizarre publishing news, there is a phishing scam going on that is targeting authors 
unpublished manuscripts. So authors are receiving emails purporting to be from their agents or their editors asking them to send them their latest draft of whatever it is they're working on. But the emails aren't actually coming from the author's publishers or agents, just from some literary hack who is trying to get their hands on unpublished or forthcoming work. Writers who have fallen victim include Margaret Atwood and Ian McEwan, but it's also happening with less-known authors. The works of fiction aren't showing up anywhere on the internet, so who has them and what are they doing with them? Is it just a reader desperate to get their hands on their favorite author's next book? We don't know. So if you're an author listening, be sure and check the email address that you're sending your work out to. And now, on to the books. I am thrilled to be introducing you to Ed Tarkington's latest novel, The Fortunate Ones, which comes out tomorrow, January 16th. This is a coming-of-age novel, but definitely for an adult audience. The main character is Charlie, and he was raised in Nashville by his young single mother on the wrong side of the tracks. The novel starts with a grown-up Charlie whose job it is to deliver bad news to people. And as he's giving the bad news to a family one day, he sees something on the news in the background about a politician that reels him back in time to his formative years when he had the good fortune of being accepted into an elite prep school called Yateman. Here he is thrust into the world of the Southern elite and all the privileges that affords. He befriends twins, one of whom he has a serious crush on. And he is exposed for the first time to the world of politics. He's now been given a taste of what upward mobility looks like, and he definitely wants more. This is a riveting, atmospheric read. Charlie's new world is full of secrets and missteps, and it's a book that questions what it means to be complicit in a racist society. I read this one quickly because I had such a hard time putting it down. So thank you to Algonquin Books for the advanced review copy. And again, that's The Fortunate Ones by Ed Tarkington. And I am going to be giving away a free copy to a listener. So all you have to do to be eligible is to give me a follow on Instagram. My handle is at Jennifer Calogaris, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-C-A-L-O-Y-E-R-A-S. I'll leave a link in the show notes, and then you can just leave a comment on my post about the giveaway. I will private message the winner by Saturday. This giveaway is open to U.S. mailing addresses only, please. So, so sorry about that if you are listening from a different country. I don't know if you guys can hear. There are so many ambulances. It's just nonstop here. It's awful. My next pick is The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins, and that came out on January 5th. The Wife Upstairs is a very loose, very loose retelling of Charlotte Bronte's classic Gothic novel, Jane Eyre. I think it would be fun to read them back to back. In this version, Jane is a struggling dog walker in the upscale neighborhood of Thornfield Estates. She has a little issue with kleptomania, especially since she is working for women who have so much. So she feels like they won't notice if a little trinket goes missing here or there. So one day she is out dog walking and meets the dashing Eddie, whose wife B has died in a mysterious boating accident. 
Jane sees Eddie as an opportunity to gain financial security. But as details of B's death slowly emerge, Jane's newfound life may not be as secure as she had hoped. This is a fast-paced suspense novel that has lots of juicy twists and turns. I would have enjoyed even more of the gothic tropes, but all in all, this was a really fun twist on a classic. I think you will enjoy it if you like suspense, and even if you don't really like suspense novels, I think you'll like it too. So thank you to St. Martin's Press and to NetGalley for the advanced copy of this book. And again, that was The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. My first favorite discovery of 2021 is Miss Benson's Beetle by Rachel Joyce, which actually came out in August of 2020, but I read it in 2021. This book was completely delightful. Rachel Joyce is also the author of the books The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry, which I had heard of but haven't read, and The Love Song of Miss Queenie Hennessy, which I had not heard of. At the heart of Miss Benson's Beetle is Marjorie Benson, who at a young age witnessed her father's suicide, but Before his death, he showed her his collection of taxidermied beetles, and these beetles became a bit of an obsession for her. Years later, Miss Benson is all grown up, and she's a bit down on her luck. She's a science teacher, and the girls in her class are just downright awful to her, until one day she reaches her tipping point and walks out on her job, and this sends her off in a different direction. She decides to finally follow her heart, and put together this small expedition to New Caledonia in order to find an undiscovered species of golden beetles. Every time I read the phrase golden beetles, I kept thinking of golden doodles, which are these dogs that are all the rage in LA. They're everywhere. But I digress. I don't want to give away too much of the plot here, but she goes through a slew of interviews to find the perfect assistant. And while she doesn't get the assistant she wants, I suppose in the end, she gets the one she needs. These characters are flawed and funny, and the book reads like a romp of a buddy novel with humor and heart. I absolutely loved it. And again, that's Miss Benson's Beetle by Rachel Joyce. Next up, you might have seen if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of this book. It is Sarina by Ellen Alpston, and that came out, I think, in November of last year. So if I had to choose between the royals of England or Russia, Russia wins every single time. Don't get me wrong, I love them all, but definitely not equally. The Romanovs are a particular historical obsession of mine, so I was so excited when I read about Ellen Alpston's historical novel, Tsarina, about Peter the Great's wife, Catherine. This is a very long book. It's around 500 pages, but I was so swept up in it that I finished it quickly. It starts with Peter at his deathbed, which is not a spoiler, everyone, because Peter the Great died a long time ago. And the palace is in flux because there's no official successor. No one's been named. Um, Even though Catherine was pregnant, I think it was something around 11 times, no son born to her ever stayed alive long enough to become king. So then we're reeled back in time to Catherine's beginnings as a poor serf named Marta. I was curious about how accurate the facts of this book 
were. And it was interesting to read in the footnotes that once Catherine moved into the inner circle of Peter the Great, everything is pretty well documented. But when she was Marta back in the olden days, um, it was not documented at all. So the author definitely took a lot of creative liberty in the early years, fictionalizing her young life. And I was just happy to go along for the ride. The descriptions of Russia, the clothing, the food, the building of St. Petersburg, I loved every single detail, whether talking about the bleakness of Russia or a Russia that's oozing in excess. This is definitely a sweeping rated R Russian rags to riches story for those of you that are also into that. And again, that is Sarina Sarina by Ellen Alston. My last pick for today is Exciting Times by Naozi Dolan and that came out last June. In this story, Ava lives in Hong Kong, and the novel starts when she has lunch with her banker friend, Julian. She's unabashedly a little bit obsessed with his life, his suit, the money he makes, kind of the fact that he seemingly has his life together in a way that she definitely does not. She lets him pay for her meals and she wonders about this particular transaction. Like, is he just being nice or is he paying for her companionship? Does he want something more? And if so, she wonders how much is her time worth? She's from Ireland and teaches English to students in Hong Kong. Ava and Julian become closer and closer. And on certain nights out together, she ends up sleeping over first out of convenience but then they both definitely are getting something out of the companionship and soon it turns into something more. But then things get complicated when Ava meets a woman whom she also has feelings for, but this something is more amorphous, more ambiguous, and Ava is the kind of character that likes to dissect everything. I enjoyed seeing the world through her eyes. I liked how real these characters felt and how real their complicated relationships felt. This is a smart book and it's definitely more character driven than plot driven. Um, And I also enjoyed having to look up some vocab words. There were a lot of discussions slipped in about Ireland's relationship to England vis-a-vis Hong Kong's relationship to China, which I also thought was interesting. This was a compelling, intelligent read about relationships and boundaries, both physical and imagined. And while I was reading it, I kept thinking of Sally Rooney's writing. And at the end, the author actually thanks Sally Rooney um, and also credits her with publishing an excerpt of this novel in The Stinging Fly, which is an Irish literary magazine that I believe Sally Rooney edits. And that is it for the week. Don't forget to enter the giveaway for the hardcover copy of The Fortunate Ones by visiting the page on my Instagram account at Jennifer Caloyeras. If you want to reach out and say hi, you can email me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. And I will be back in two weeks with author Jackie Skoll, author of Dogland, A Journey to the Heart of America's Dog Problem. All of these books and other things I've talked about are listed in the show notes section of the podcast, or you can always go to booksaremypeople.com and select the episode you'd like to know more about. I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.